0: welcome back to round the cauldron where we talk theology philosophy and everyday life as a modern witch follow the show on social media subscribe to the newsletter and watch the show live on youtube if you like the show please leave a review wherever you listen to help other witches find me don't forget you can help support the show at patreon.com roundthecauldron for as little as a dollar a month and get patron exclusive content if you're ready to hop into the show grab some coffee, pull up a seat, and join me round the cauldron. Um. So today, let's see. Oh, I do have announcements. So for podcast listeners, um, don't forget that you can now watch the live stream of the podcast recording if you subscribe to my YouTube channel. Um, and if you're here and you're watching and you're not subscribed, you should be. Uh, make sure that you click the little bell so that you could be notified when I go live and when I post new videos. Also, Round the Cauldron Podcast turns one next month. One whole year of podcasting. So I'm going to do some sort of giveaway. I haven't decided exactly what I'm going to do yet or when, but keep an eye out for that. Make sure that you're following me on social media, um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. All the links are in the description and in the show notes. So do that. Um, and, yeah, also, um, if you want to help support the show and you enjoy the content, the blog, the videos, the podcast, whatever it is that you partake in. You can help support the show on Patreon if you have a dollar to spare a month, patreon.com slash roundthecauldron. If you don't want to join me on Patreon, you can also donate via PayPal or you can donate via coffee or Kofi or whatever it's called um, for the price of a coffee. Um. So, that's all of that. I think all of those announcements are over. Let me open this back up here and we can get started into the topic. Um, So, content warning, I guess, before we hop into it, I will be talking a little bit about uh, purity culture and sex and how uh, different cultures and religions and stuff view women. So, that is your content warning. Um, nothing, Nothing graphic, nothing in detail, but I do know that some people aren't comfortable with those topics, so that is your content warning. Now, why did I choose to talk about this? Because of TI, <laughs> the rapper TI. Um, so, I heard about this last week. And if you haven't heard, um, I'll put some links in the description and the show notes to some articles. But this rapper TI, he has an 18-year-old daughter. And um, he was interviewed on a podcast that has now been deleted. Um, saying that he goes with his daughter who is now 18 years old as of the recording and as as of today um goes with his daughter every year to the gynecologist to check her hymen to make sure that she is still a virgin um there's there's so much wrong with that and I'm not going I don't want to react to that specifically but I do want to talk about the subject in in general and how it relates back to culture and the modern world. Um, By the way, checking your hymen is not an indicator of virginity and virginity is a made-up, stupid uh, concept. So, now that that's out of the way, um, I want to talk about how um, Wiccans view sex how um, Christians view sex, what purity culture is, and then I want to rewind as far back as I could go um, on how the ancient Celtic people viewed uh, sex, women, and purity. And um, if you follow me on Twitter, you, you know that I've been researching this because I posted that people need to cite their sources. Uh, That's one of the hardest things about going back and doing research, especially on this era and this age, because there's not a lot of documentation available. And what is available is from secondary sources or people who were observing and not actively partaking in the culture. So, um, going through that... um, keep in mind that everything here is either my opinion or it is backed up by research or it is purely speculation because, again, a lack of sources. But all the sources that I use are going to be in the description and in the show notes, and I will let you know if something is my opinion or if it is backed up by fact. So, first, let's let let's unpack what purity culture is is because it's a loaded concept that, in my opinion, stems from Christianity and monotheistic religions. Purity culture is the idea that a woman or person with a vagina, um, I'm going to use the term woman here just for ease, Um, purity culture is the, the idea that a woman must be pure and untouched before marriage and she must save herself for her husband. Um, and and that's it. So, they, well, I guess that's really a basic way of defining it. But within purity culture, the, the woman must be a virgin. She must be untouched. And she has to save herself for marriage. And she basically becomes the property of her husband. Um, and... Mm-hmm the people who buy into this purity culture believe that a woman has no value if she is impure. And there's a lot wrong with that. And that's why I think that plays a lot into what T.I. does with his daughter and checking her hymen to make sure that she is pure for her future husband or whatever reason he does it for. It's like he, he doesn't see That a woman has value if she has already had sex. And that, in my opinion, does stem from Christianity and from monotheistic religions where there is a heavy influence placed on patriarchy and the man being in charge and the woman being submissive and really less than her um, husband in this case. Um, and purity culture does stem a lot from very heteronormative relationships. As far as I know, there's not purity culture in any other relationship because, again, it stems from Christianity and most Christianity or most Abrahamic faiths, they say that marriage is between a man and a woman and sexual relations should also be between a man and a woman. So I don't see it outside of heteronormative relationships Um, but outside of Christianity, I don't think that purity culture is really a thing. It's just within the scope of Christianity. And within Wicca, there is no purity culture. There is no hard and fast law or rule that says you can't have sex before you're married. Um, and, oh, before I go any further, I do want to say that all of this reply um all of this applies to everybody that is over the age of majority wherever you live and everything happens with consent of all parties involved and that should go without saying, but that's that's the disclaimer there. Um Yeah, Wiccans as far as I know, Wiccans don't put any stock in purity culture and in being a virgin and being untouched. And there's this really, there's a whole double standard to purity culture that doesn't exist outside of Christianity and mainstream faith or culture. And that double standard is the woman has to be pure, but what about the man? You know, there's not a lot of emphasis placed on um, a man's purity. And I think that has a lot to do with purity culture in general and the fact that women are seen as less than in purity culture. Um, so since my particular faith um, is that of the Celtic pagan branch, I wanted to dive into how the ancient Celtic people saw women and marriage and sex. Um, really, before Christianity came into play, I have, I don't know, like 10 different tabs open on another window. Um, I have a whole slew of notes here. So let's let's hop into that. Um, so again, like I said, I chose the Celtic culture. Um, because that's where my ancestors are from. That's the branch of paganism that I ascribe to. So that's why I chose looking into how the ancient Celtic people viewed women, sex, feminism, um, purity, all of that. Um, and I also want to make note here really quick that the term Celtic is a very broad category. I mean, it spans, like, Ireland, Scotland, Wales, that whole area. So, when I say Celtic, there's nothing really that's going to be very specific to one region. Um, and again, that has a lot to do with the fact that there's not a lot of sources. There's not a lot of primary sources out there for those particular areas. Um, and what we do have to go on is either secondary sources or speculation. Um, but women in the ancient Celtic times, and I'm talking before Christianity, so, um, before Common Era and a little bit after Common Era, um, they could be basically whatever they wanted. They could be warriors. They could be priestesses. They could be educators. You know, um, there, there are so many different examples of, Women in a mythology and the historic sources that I was able to find that really talk about women in these positions of not necessarily positions of power, but positions of authority. Um, there are, um, let's see, I have three listed here. Two of them I can pronounce their names. The other one I can't. Um, the first person that I have listed here is. S- Skya, Skya. I see. I can't pronounce it, but I'll, I'll link everything down in the description. Um, but she was from what is now Scotland, and in the mythology and the stories, she actually trained the warrior Cú and um, he goes on to do some amazing feats, and he is he goes on to be an amazing warrior. And then you have Maeve, who is. Um, a queen of a certain area in Ireland and then you have someone um, who led the last major revolt against the Romans in Britain. So, I mean, from what I can gather, it seems that the ancient Celtic people didn't have a problem with women being in positions of authority or being strong and powerful. And I think I read even um, some of the Roman accounts were Talking about how the Celtic women were just as strong, if not stronger, than the Celtic men, and sometimes they feared for their safety around the Celtic women. Um, some of the Roman encounters also go on to talk about the um, sexual frivolity of Celtic women, and um, there's see there's a lot of the the secondary sources that go in and talk about that. Um, but from what I can gather in all of the reading that I've done, the ancient Celtic people had no problem with a woman being in a position of authority, with a woman being an educator, or in the arts, or in some sort of strong position such as a warrior and a leader, and I wonder why that can't translate- (laughs) translate into today. I mean, it- here in the United States, it wasn't until several years ago that women were allowed to serve on the front lines for their country within the military. Just a couple years ago. I mean, it's 2019. If they could do it before Common Era, what's, what, why did it Why did it go away, you know? Um, and then, I found something, too, in my readings, but I couldn't find a source for it, so take take it as you want. Um, I'm not sure if I believe in the accuracy accuracy of um, what I read, but someone said that um, a woman actually acted as ambassador in establishing a treaty between the Carthaginian general, Hannibal, and the Celtic ruler of the Volcae. Um, again, I couldn't find a source for that, so I don't know how accurate it is. Um, and then as far as their views on marriage, from, from what I can gather, um, the Celtic people viewed marriage as a partnership. You know, it really had no religious connotations to it at all. There was no religious reason for Celtic people to get married. They saw it as a partnership, a bringing together of two families, two, um, incomes and coming together as one to make living easier and, you know, all of the, the legal reasons that people would get married today. Um, and even even today, I, I think like that. Um, for me, there's really no religious reason for me to get married. My boyfriend and I have been together, it'll be 11 years this month. 11 years and we're not married and there are several reasons for that one being we're just not uh two being all of the legal implications and financial implications of getting married would actually hurt us and not benefit us so that's that's one of the main reasons i could say to him you know hey let's go get married right now and we could you know but there's no there's no reason to. It would do more harm than good for us to get married right now due to the legal and financial implications of marriage as a partnership. And hand fasting actually comes from the ancient Celtic people and it used to be uh, like a temporary marriage. They would get together, they would have a hand fasting, it would last for 12 months, so it would last for a whole year And then at the end of it, they would decide, you know, was this beneficial? Did this work out in our favor? Um, Are we good together? Do we love each other? Um, And if it was, great, they stayed together. If it wasn't, they parted their ways and that was it. And I wish it could be like that now, that there wasn't this huge religious implication to getting married because it's, you know, if you want to get married for religion, great. But I get people telling me all the time, like, oh my gosh, you've been together for so long. Why aren't you married yet? Do I have to be married to be happy? My boyfriend and I, we have a partnership together. We live together. Our incomes are combined. We pay bills together. Nothing is in my name only or his name only. We have a freaking kid. <laughs> we have a child together. None of that means that we need to be married legally. Cause we don't. And our relationship is a partnership and when we're ready and when our time um when all of our ducks are in a row that getting married will benefit us instead of harm us, then we'll probably get married. Maybe. Who knows? It doesn't matter. Um, But that's how the ancient Celtic people saw marriage, as a partnership, and it had no religious implications. Um, Julius Caesar had said that men really held the power of, like, life or death within a relationship in the ancient Celtic peoples. But um, from what we do know, women did have a lot of freedoms and privileges for the time. And just because the men were technically in charge doesn't mean the men in the relationship saw their female partners as less than because they might not have been. Just because the man being in charge was the cultural norm... And what maybe the Romans saw, we don't know if that's how the Celtic people saw it. Because, again, the Roman encounters, the Roman accounts, those are secondary sources. They're not coming from the primary source, so we can't be sure that it is 100% accurate. But according to Julius Caesar, he did say that the women in ancient Celtic society did have a lot of privileges and freedoms then, than their Roman counterparts. Um, We can speculate that the women in ancient Celtic society, they could choose their own partners. They were free to own property. Um, What else do I have written down here in my notes? Um, They could choose their own husbands. They weren't forced to marry someone. I mean, I'm sure family played a role in the choosing of partners. I mean, that still happens today. If, if someone holds their family in high regard, they're going to consider what their family has to say about their choice of partner. Um, women could own property. Women um, could file for divorce women could divorce their husbands. It wasn't something that had to be initiated by the husband. If the woman was done and she wanted a divorce, she was free to leave. There was also no stigma placed on a divorced woman. She was free to remarry and she wasn't looked down upon for leaving her first or second or however many husbands she had before. Um, there's also, you know, the Roman, the Roman accounts before that, uh, sexual frivolity was a thing. Again, this is a secondary source or secondary source. Um, so you know we may know that the sexual frivolity was a thing in ancient Celtic society based on the Roman sources, but the Roman sources also say that it was looked down upon, and the women who engaged in the sexual frivolity were less than in society. But based on what we know about the rest of the culture and the rest of society prior to Christianity coming into play, I don't believe that sexual frivolity within the Celtic people um, was looked down upon because of the privileges that women were afforded. Purity wasn't a thing in, in the ancient Celtic world. It just wasn't. Um, that was brought into play when Christianity came into the picture. Um, there's also some sources that say the, the Celtic lineage was matrilineal, meaning that children would be named after the mother and all of the women in the family were placed higher than the men. Um, I couldn't find a source for that. I couldn't find a lot of information for that, so take that however you will um and then we know that um sexual violence was something that was that that was a crime of extreme severity and the the reason i found this out was because um i worship a celtic goddess who actually was known for helping to bring justice to those who um did violent acts towards women in a sexual nature or not. Um, She is a very strong goddess. She does um, amazing things for women and um, women in power and she's a a very empowering goddess. So, (laughs) I could talk about it forever. Um, But that is is how I came upon that little piece of knowledge. I will also have the link for that in the description. so, if you're watching live and and you want to pop in a comment about how you feel about purity culture, you're you're more than welcome to. Um, obviously, I put no stock in purity culture. I am an unwed mother. Shoot me. Um, but I did ask ask some people in my family, and I'm going to speculate for some others about how. They view purity culture and sex before marriage. And I wanted to give sort of a personal account of this, I guess. So obviously I don't put stock in purity culture. Obviously I don't care about virginity. Um, a woman's worth has... Virginity and purity has no bearing on a woman's worth. Her sexual relationships have no bearing on a woman's worth. Um, like I said unwed mother. My daughter is six. I am with her father. We've been together for almost 11 years. Um, so, that's that's my opinion. Um, I asked my mom this question and she gave me a funny look. And the reason she gave me a funny look is because on the day of her wedding to my father, she was five months pregnant with me. <laughs> so, obviously purity culture doesn't play a role for her either. Um, I didn't get a chance to ask my dad, but, you know, he is in the same boat there. Um, I can only speculate about my grandparents. They grew up in a different time. Um, My grandparents were born in the 40s, so take that as you will. But most of my friends and people that I know really don't, put any stock in purity culture either. Um, For me, I want to say that it does have, on my opinion, what am I trying to say? I used to play stock in purity culture. Um, I grew up Christian. I did go to church. I attended Sunday school. I have been to Mormon services. I've been to Christian Christian services I've been to Catholic Mass um, and growing up that is something that the that's something that the women are told you know that you need to save yourself for marriage and you don't give that part of yourself away and that your purity is the most important thing about you not your brain, not your heart, not your feelings, not your not your thoughts. But but your purity, your virginity, your, your sexualness, within those faiths, that's what you're taught as a woman is the most important thing about you. Um, I will admit I haven't been to church in a long time. Obviously, I am a Celtic pagan. I do not ascribe to a monotheistic religion. I don't know if that has changed with any specific denominations of Christianity. But if we are going based off of most Christians' interpretations of the Bible, I would say it hasn't changed. Um, And there's a a lot of that within the Bible and those faiths that a woman's body is not her own. And you can see that in the news with what just happened with T.I. and his daughter. Because in this situation, her body was not her own and he felt like he had to have control over it over it, and what she does. And it's almost like being a prisoner, you know? And it, who knows what would have happened if he went to the gynecologist with her and she, you know, she gave the gynecologist permission to tell him what was going on what would have happened if her hymen was broken? You know, I would have, I would hope that that physician would have explained to him that the hymen is not an indicator of sexual purity because the hymen can be broken. um, Gymnastics, riding a bike, playing sports. And, you know, I think this was even mentioned in the podcast and he brushed it off and was like, she don't play sports. She, she doesn't do any of that. She doesn't ride a bike. And, and don't even get me started on the ethical implications of the physician telling TI any of this information. Um, I have a degree in health information technology. I know HIPAA like the back of my hand. And technically, it's not against HIPAA if she gave him permission. I I don't want to get into the the ethics and the legality of it because that's something completely separate. And I think that we need to move away from the purity culture as a thing. Um, I know there are several other YouTubers who have talked about purity culture and the harm that it can do to a do to a person and their mental health. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just it's 2019. I don't understand why this is still a thing. Why we seem to have gone backwards, um, depending on the area that you're starting from. We seem to have gone backwards just to move forward. You know, we started as women in the ancient Celtic society, able to hold positions of power, able to own property, um, having a voice and then Christianity came in and just wiped it all away and now we're having to build from scratch. I don't understand it. I just don't. Um, yeah. I guess that's it. Let me look at my notes again, make sure that I don't have anything else to say. Yeah, I think that's it. I wish that everyone was given the equal opportunity for everything. At this point in our timeline of humans, equality is not what's needed. Equity is what's needed. Things need to be equal, but opportunities also need to be equal. Um, And that's a long road. So, but we can do it. I mean, it's not, it's not impossible. It'll be hard, but I want to move away from the purity culture. I don't want to have my daughter hear from someone else that her worth is determined by her sexual purity. God help whoever tells my daughter that. I won't stand for it. Her worth is more than her sexual purity in the future. Her worth is her knowledge, her spirit, her confidence, her wisdom, her humor. Her knowledge is so much more than a stretched out piece of skin. Piece of flesh. So... If you have any questions, comments, concerns, if you have any other views on purity culture, if you can supply um, sources for any other cultures that may have different um, views on purity culture and feminism and sex before marriage, I would love to hear them. You can drop them in the description below. If you're watching on YouTube, um, send me an email, roundthecaldron at gmail.com. Make sure you're following me on all of my social medias, and I would love to hear from you. So, that is that. Make sure that you're following my social medias so that if, um, not if, when I do decide what I'm doing for the giveaway, you will be notified and you will have a chance to enter. As always, hit the like button and subscribe if you're not, because that does help my channel in the YouTube algorithm. I am one subscriber away from 50 subscribers, <laughs> um, so I would love to do that. If you can um, and you have a dollar to spare, go ahead and support me at Patreon, patreon.com slash Um You get exclusive patron content or patron-exclusive content, um, so it's worth it for just a dollar. Um, yeah, So I will talk at you guys next week and see you then. Bye.